RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How is everyone doing this week? How are you? I hope that everyone is doing grand, just as grand as your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is doing because your boy is doing grand. Thank you for asking. Listen, man, listen, um, listen, it, it, you know, there's a lot of there. There is a lot of currently and there's a lot of previous and there's a lot of upcoming nonsense that's going on in the world. And uh, there's a lot of. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And I've, I've been asked personally, I've been asked that uh, for my insight, my input on things. If you guys noticed, I, you know, there wasn't there was not an episode of Life in the Fast Lane last week. Um, and somebody, you know, a couple of people asked, oh, was that my way of protesting was that my way of making a statement? And honestly, to tell you the truth, I am not a protester. I am not. Um, I, I'm a. I am. I'm not a protester. You know, I, I take things as they come. Um, I have my own resolutions for how I handle, and my own that that my res my resolutions are, have have been based upon certain revelations of things that are facts to me. Um, so I try not to as much as possible on a, you know, grand scale, get involved beyond the scope that I am involved based on the color of my skin. And so, like, you know, that's, this is not a political soapbox. This is it's, it, and this is relevant. I want to be clear about something about what's going on in the world right now. Um, the last episode I spoke about the racism that I have dealt with inside the motorcycle industry and how it's motivated me and catapulted me, uh, my personal, my self affirmations and self inspirations have catapulted me to continue to push and strive and stay hungry and take it to the next level and, and progress always and always. So, um, I want to be clear. I want to be very clear that while, when I say I'm not a protester, I am I, my response to to that person that asked if that was a statement uh, or my former protest. I, I I informed them that I'm a different type of revolutionary um, and it takes all kinds um, for me personally. I can I cannot I cannot save the world. It is not my job to save the world. It is not my job to change the minds of of those people in the world. I believe that people are what they are and who they are, and they're going to be that until they decide. And it's up to them. Like my job, it's not my job to convince anybody of anything. Um, My job is to survive the Americas. That's my job. And to take care of my family and to take care of my friends and to take care of myself. That's my, that's, that's my gig. That's my gig on this planet in this universe. And I focus on that. So while when I say I'm not a protester, I'm saying that I'm not necessarily someone that you're going to see uh, on TV marching with a sign, um, 
you know, that's not me. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not frontline. The color of my skin makes me frontline. The color of my skin makes me frontline. You dig? Um, the color of my skin puts me in the trenches. The color of my skin makes me all those things. But how I, because of the things that I've dealt with in my life, how I've chosen to deal with and adapt and overcome and survive, it doesn't mean that I am not going to, you know, so tough. It's so tough. The, the, the point is, <clears throat> it's, it's tough to, to talk about um, to a certain extent. I, I bring this up and I start this week's show off with the, with this topic is because I've been asked recently again and again throughout this week about, you know, my opinion on the matter. And my the funny thing to me is no one gave, no one really cared about, no one asked my opinion about this topic last month, earlier this year, last year, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Like this isn't new. Like this, it's not new. This injustice, this, this racial nonsense, it's not new. It's part of the world that we live in. It is, it has been, it is, and it will be. And, 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 you know, that's not saying, you know, not, not me being pessimistic. That's me being a realist. I'm more of a realist in anything. So it's just about how I choose to uh, receive it or resist it or accept it. It's about how I react to it. So that's that's the interesting thing to me. <clears throat> it's I'm not going to say that it's become very trendy to ask a black friend, but I feel like that would be a great name for a game show, <laughs> ask a black friend um, how he's doing and how he's coping and how he's like, like we just got here, like this just landed on us. We've been dealing with this for, you could damn near say forever. Um, but again, this is not a political soapbox and that's a whole different show. My feelings about that. Um, I just want, as I left the last episode off, I closed it out by saying, I just want you to try to be as nice as possible to the next human, human to human. I believe that that is that that's the genesis of, of everything. Consider the next human yourself, consider the next human, how they respond and how they react to your actions. You know, just think about how you would receive that data, how you would receive that, that energy. Think about that and, and and try to just be a better human being. And as as the riding community, I mean, we have one of the greatest, greatest opportunities to show unity globally. Um, and I think that there needs to be more, more focus on riding because just the act of riding is, is so freeing and it's so universally beautiful. But when you get down to brass tacks, being a rider transcends color, race, creed, uh, gender, uh, economic status. Um, and, and I think that that's as, as riders, our community. I'm not saying that we can lead the charge, but and I'm not saying that we should be out there riding in protests. And I'm saying that just be a better person if you can. 
if you can't, if you're, if, you're, if right now you're the best person that you can be and you're giving it all she got, that's all she can, you know, all right, cool. Just, you know, try a little bit harder, like be the best human you can be and then try a little bit more. You dig that? That's, that's how I think if you're talking about change, if you're talking about change, we're trying to shift, shift things. If you're looking for a paradigm shift, okay, that, that's, that's where it begins. So for me, you know, going back to the point of me not being a protester, when I talk about me, my job is surviving the America and, 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 and you know, taking care of my family and taking care of my friends and taking care of myself. I include that. How does black Moses be the best human he can be? And I think about that and I try to do that and I set that goal and then I try a little bit more. I try a little bit more each and every day. Um, so that that's that's you know, that's that's how I feel about what's going on. Uh, like I said, how I I could get more in depth about my personal feelings. And I touched on it in the last episode. I touched on it slightly. There's so much more. There's so much more. And I could talk forever about that. There's not much I can't talk about. <laughs> I can't talk forever about. But uh, like I said, this, this, this show, uh, you know, like I said, the fact that I am, it's oh, one, one more quick note. It's just interesting to, to hear or to be asked as a black man in the motorcycle industry, how do you feel? And I, I, I don't understand. I understand. I overstand. I overstand that question. I do. Um, however, it's a, the, it's, I just, I, I overstand it. I overstand it. I am a black man who rides motorcycles. And I understand that as soon as I take my helmet off, it is, un, I'm undeniably black and I'm proud of that. Like that shouldn't even be a question. I guess what I'm saying is it shouldn't be, Hey, black Moses. Like I call myself black Moses. It's, you know what I mean? Like I know, <laughs> I know <laughs> the deal, but I don't think it's the question should lead in with, Hey, as a black man, how do you feel? I think I believe the correct way to ask someone is to eliminate the qualifier. It shouldn't be as a black man. How do you feel? It should be as a human being, as a soul in this universe. How do you feel? Dot, dot, dot. Welcome to life in the fast lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, man, listen. Um, what can we say? What can we say, man? I, it's it's almost summertime. Summertime's here. The kids are getting out of school or school's wrapping up. Virtual school, Zoom school, Google Classroom, whatever. Um, the summer is, is here. And every year, every year, and I've talked about this before, you see on social media in certain riding groups and you know, what have you, the post began about who went down and, and crashes and, and people posting their injuries, pictures and photos of their injuries or videos um, all across social media. 
and it and they and some of them wear it like a badge of honor. And if you go and you look, if you choose to look at some of these things, if you choose to be entertained by some of these things, um, it's a lot of the what I see, what I see, a lot of the injuries. I mean, there's a lot of there's things that happen worse than injuries, you know, um, but for the injuries that people walk away from, you know, so a lot of it could have been avoided. A lot of it could have been avoided. And 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 what what I what I'm seeing is a lack one a lot of a lack of proper riding experience skill technique just based on what I see in, in the, what's being posted on social media a lot of it is just I'm not going to use the word squid I think that word is I'm not going to say it's irrelevant but I think it's passe it's passe to Black Moses. Um, there's no, you know, passe. Black Moses thinks it's passe uh, to call someone a squid. Um, so <laughs> I do not know what that just was, but it is what it is. Listen, listen, man. Um, but I feel as though it's a, you know what it is? I, the word squid has been overused. Boom. There it is. The word squid has been overused uh, to a point where, you know, people have, they, again, they use that as a, as a, some people use that term as, you know, a term of endearment and it loses its impact. It loses its impact. So I see a lot of riders that lacking experience, technique and skill. And then I see a lot of, I see a huge, huge lacking of safety apparel gear. Um, A lot of these videos, people or put pictures, people have not been wearing helmets, uh, gloves, uh, boots, uh, long pants. So, so th- those are fundamental things that are required, in my opinion. I'm Black Moses, damn it. In my opinion, matters. So, it, you gotta dress appropriately if you're gonna do what we're doing. You can't half-ass it. And I'm speaking directly. Actually, I'm speaking to I'm speaking directly to the people who need to hear it. And if you don't need to hear it, I bet you, you know, somebody who does. So please, each one, teach one. Okay, if you know somebody that needs to hear about this topic, you make sure that you get them this link, the link to this episode because they need to hear it. Um, Summer riding the excuses that I hear. It's hot. I, and, and, you know, that kind of leads into the whole like, oh, I wasn't wearing my gear because it's hot. I wasn't this whatever, whatever. If, if it's too hot and you can't if you can't handle the heat then get the hell out the kitchen, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 100. OK, the temperatures are not an excuse for being a dumbass. So there are a number of things that Black Moses believes are mandatory when you throw that leg over your bike and you turn that key and you hit that throttle. Mandatory. Mandatory. So for this episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, we're going to give a rundown, a rundown of the gear that you must wear when you are riding your bike. Wait a minute. I think I got something. I think I got something. This is a mandatory list of the gear that you must wear when you drop a gear and disappear. 
How's it? I, th- I think I can work on that, but I think it that's the beginning of something. It's the, I can refine it. I can make it better, but I think that's the beginning of a new hashtag. Maybe it was kind of long for a hashtag, but you get what I'm saying. Though, all right. You just make sure that um, it, it, it's about riding with the appropriate apparel. You've heard that term, all the gear, all the time. I am a huge, huge advocate for it. And I believe that even if, you know, even if you're the best rider in the world, look, you look at MotoGP, look at MotoGP. Shout out to my people over at Dorna. They released the adjusted uh, schedule for 2020, uh, considering the pandemic and all the adjustments and the postponed races and canceled races and blah, blah, blah. So shout out to my people at Dorna, FIM, um, MotoGP. Whoop, whoop. But if you look at any GP situation, whenever there is a crash, the riders are, and these are the best riders in the world, and they crash. If the best riders in the world crash, the probability of us mere mortals, you know, they're aliens, but us mere mortals will probably crash at some point in our riding journey. And I'm not wishing that on anyone, but it's a reality check. And if you accept that as reality, then you're more prone to act accordingly. And acting accordingly means that you will be dressing accordingly. So let's give the rundown. Let's give the rundown. Okay. Remember, all the gear, all the time. I want you to think about dressing for the slide. You dig, you hope for the best, but you're prepared for the worst. So when I say getting dressed for the slide, when you put your gear on and you go out on your bike, you have to imagine or think about if you happen to go down, is what you're wearing going to give your body, your flesh, yourself the best chance of getting back up? You have to think of, you have to think like that, you know, even if it, 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 if it's hot, you have to figure that part out. But it's not an excuse because hot asphalt does, does seems to from the videos I've seen, like I've gone down. So I know what it's I know what it's hitting for. But I've always worn my gear. I've seen images of people that have gone down in colder riding weather and warmer riding weather. It seems like that hot asphalt, it, it it does a different type of burn. It does a different type of burn to your skin, and you get that hot asphalt tar. Oh, man, it gets ingratiated into the flesh. And when you look, you've seen, more likely than not, you've all seen images and videos of people that have gone down. It is not a pretty sight. And I don't need, look, it doesn't have to happen to me for me to learn a lesson. And I think that that's the thing where people often say, oh, that's not going to happen to me. I'm a good rider. Or I'm a great rider. You can't you can't think like that. You have to think you could. Like I say, if the best riders in the world go down, the likelihood of you going down some at some point in your journey is very high. And it doesn't always have to be a testament to your riding ability or your riding skill. But it could be someone else that you're riding with. It could be a car, another car. It could be a small woodland creature. It could be a deer. It could be an act of God. Who knows? But the point is, you want to be prepared for whatever the case may be. You dig. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. It's better to say, you know what? It was a great ride. I sweat my balls off, but I'm good. I'm good. You dig? So, Helmet. <laughs> This is on the checklist. We, we're in the checklist now. Helmet. Mandatory. Mandatory. 
You got to protect your noggin. You got to protect it. Um, there's no reason. And I, I've never understood this part. Riders at look at speed at speed. And I've talked about that. Um, that that experience I had where I was riding and I hit obviously, of course, wearing my full icon helmet. But a bat, I came in, I in, I collided with a bat at speed, the bat uh, <laughs> at speed, the bat hit me right in the face, hit my face shield. It was a horrible story. It was funny now, but it was very terrifying at the moment because I was at speed. It was like a rock hit me. Uh, so had I not been wearing a helmet, I probably I definitely would have been knocked off the bike. I definitely would have been went down and I could have died that day. It's very possible. It's very possible. But I was prepared and I and I was protected. The so what I do not get, what I do not understand is when I see even when I'm out riding and I see other riders, no helmets, maybe sunglasses. And it depends on state like Pennsylvania, where I live is, you know, it's a no helmet law. You have to wear eye protection, but you don't have to wear a helmet. And I've heard some of the dumbest reasons. Some, some, uh, I remember hearing once, uh, at the speed that I ride, if I go down, I'm not, I don't want to be a vegetable. I just rather go out. What the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> like what does that mean? How? Like, that makes no sense anywhere. But like, and it was said with such bravado, like, you know, I ride so fast that if I go down, you know, I, I just rather go out. I'm not going to put my family through having me on a ventilator and tubes and in a coma. I'd rather just go out and I'm not going to be a vegetable. You, you already are a vegetable, in my opinion. OK, you already are. Sidebar, sidebar. Michael Jackson's So You Want to Be Starting Something. Have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? Have you ever listened? You know the song. So you want to be starting something. You got to be starting something. I said you want to be starting something. Too high to get over. Yeah, yeah, too low. To, or you don't. You, you follow me, right? In that song, I'll be damned if I was. If I was listening to it, and I'll be damned. He goes. He calls whoever he's talking to, the person that who's trying to start something, who always trying to start something. He calls him a vegetable. And I think I don't. To me, it's hilarious when I really because I could just him try, him just tough talking. You're a vegetable. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, how? How? How is that? <laughs> just Michael Jackson just being tough. You're a vegetable. <laughs> like that's supposed to be offensive. All right. Anyway, that's all right. Sidebar over. Sorry. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Vegetables. Um, uh, the guy said, I'm sorry, the guy said that he didn't want to be a vegetable. Uh, <laughs> you're a vegetable. Me. All right. So Michael Jackson, RIP. Um, so the guy said that he didn't want to be a vegetable and I just didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I mean, because that whole thought process of, you know, writing, to a certain point where you die like that's on his mind. And, and I'm, I'm, and I understand the, the concept of being prepared for any and everything, but resolving to the fact that, you know what, I'm just going to go out like this. 
I'd rather prepare because I know that I could die from riding from from at this point, just from living, from breathing, from blink, from for blinking my eyes. I could die. But um, on the bike, <laughs> on the bike, because I'm aware that what I do has a high mortality rate, I'd rather give myself the best chance, the best chance to ride again tomorrow because I love it that much. You dig? That's that's where the love comes in for what we do. It's like I love it so much that I want to do it as far as far as I can and as long as I can. The doctors will have to say, Black Moses, you just simply cannot physically get on a bike anymore. That's what I that's that's where my bike life is going. That's my goal. Okay. That's my goal. So and to start that off. You got to wear a helmet, man. Like, I just, I don't get it. And that was the, the point that I want to get back to is that how I see riders with no helmet. And if I hit a bat at speed at a buck something, okay, well over 100 miles an hour, well over. And I hit a bat and it hit, it, it felt like a rock, a good sized rock hit my, hit my helmet. What do those guys do? Those riders, like, like, Either I'm going to even use the example of half helmets. I need a face shield. I need to be protected. I need to be able, and, and, not, and not to mention that with my with with my helmet community, with my communication system. I'm sorry, my communication system. You know, it's easier for me to uh, utilize that system in a closed helmet. And I've written open face. I've written with open face helmet. I've written with half helmets before. Um, I need a full face. I need to be that Tony Stark. Uh, <laughs> Jarvis situation where it's completely I'm encased. I am good. Um, and it doesn't matter if I'm on the street, obviously on the track, full face is mandatory, but on the street, I, I need that full face. And beyond that, it looks cool as shit. It looks cool. And I, and it looks cool, feels cool. And it makes me, it one, it protects me and it makes me feel protected. It makes me feel protected. And that's confidence. It's all psychological. A lot of this has to do with with psychology and how you view things and how you personally react and respond to things. So helmet, top of the list. We're just going to work our way down the body. Moving on. Jacket. Jacket. And I don't and I don't want to hear that. Oh, it's too hot to wear a jacket there in today's market. There are several manufacturers that make great options in the textile jacket department. Me personally, I wear leather all the time because I'd rather have someone's dead skin on top of my skin. That's just that's just what I believe, and it works for me. But if you are concerned about the weather and the heat, there are plenty, <coughs> pardon me, plenty of options for the uh, mesh, mesh and textile. There's a lot of jackets out there in the market today and, and that have venting situations. So it's textiles and mesh technology and venting and uh, plenty of ways to keep you cool while you're on the bike. And actually, sometimes riding in a textile jacket or a properly ventilated jacket works better than not wearing a jacket at all and keeping you cool. What it does is you open the vent. It like it's like intake. It sucks in. The cool air, if you're moving at speed, sucks in the cool air, circulates it throughout your body, and then exits. And that's something that a lot of people, I think, don't realize. People who are not wearing jackets, who are saying it's too hot to wear a jacket, I don't think that they realize that 
<coughs> pardon me, that the technology for air ventilation is, is I'm going to say advanced, definitely impressive. And it can actually keep you cooler than not wearing a jacket. So jacket, throw one on, just just put it on. I don't don't give me any lip about it. Just wear a damn jacket when you ride. Okay. Moving on. Gloves. Gloves. In the situation, first of all, when you are, if you ever have a moment and you fall off the bike, the first thing you do is put your hands out. It's human nature. It's human nature. You ever watch a cat fall? You ever watch a cat? The first thing that they do is they focus. You, you'll see them watch a, YouTube, a cat falling, and you'll see how they twist their body around and they look at where they're about to land. And the first things that they do is put their hands out. Humans are the same way. I don't know about the looking part, but the first thing that we do is we put our hands out. So imagine if you have a moment and you're you're riding at speed. OK, and you have a moment and you, a moment and you're off and you're sliding or about to slide. The first thing that you do is put your hands out. It's just human nature is we're hardwired to do that. Our hands are our our extremities or what we use to protect us to keep danger away from our torso and our head. That's what we do. Put some damn gloves on. And there are plenty of gloves on the market right now, again, just like jackets that are made of mesh that have uh, or textiles and that have proper ventilation that will allow you to keep your hands cool, not sweaty, uh, allow you to still have all the feels. And, and then again, even now more advancing is that a majority of the gloves, riding gloves in the market today have smart tech, smart finger tablet technology, <laughs> smart, smart finger tablet technology. Basically they have, uh, material in them that allows you to operate touchscreens and smartphones, tablets, and things like that without you having to remove the glove. So there is no reason for you not to wear gloves, okay? Just put some damn gloves on. You dig? Moving on. Moving on. Long pants. First of all, you look stupid. I said it. You look stupid riding around on a bike in shorts. I don't care. I think you look stupid. Uh, it's not tactical. It's not practical. It just looks, you know, it, it, it speaks, the stupidity level speaks for itself. And I'm saying it with such ferocity. <laughs> I, I just never got that. Like, why expose? Why expose? First of all, it, it's first, second, and third of all, it's, do I really need to get into that? Why? That's wrong. Wearing shorts on a bike. I don't care. Cruiser, sport bike, scooter. I don't care. If you fall down, that is <clears throat> potentially your knee, your shin, your thigh, all of that gone. It's a wrap. It's over. Like I'm talking about like it's, you're talking about skin grafts, potentially put some damn long pants on when you ride. Like I just please, please, your boy, your boy is pleading with you. Cover up, cover up your skin as much as possible. You dig, you're not sitting in a steel cage with four wheels, okay? You're not sitting in a a vehicle that if something happens, you know, or something with a seatbelt that is designed to protect the interior of itself. You're not doing that. It's you sitting on top of a vehicle 
exposed to the elements and whatever the elements are. You dig? So again, again, dress for the slide. Dress for the slide. All the gear, all the time. If I see somebody else riding in shorts, and I know I will, I know I will, I know I will. It's just, it's just, I, I feel like I have to actively say something. I'm Black Moses, damn it. I can say whatever I, I can say what I want. And I think I may have to, I hope I don't. I hope I don't. Please spread the word. No shorts, no shorts on the bike. You're not, you're not a real rider. You're not riding shorts. Get out of here. All right, moving on, moving on. And this is a short list. It's a short list of mandatory gear because we're covering the basics. And, and I should I should have prefaced this by saying that this is a minimum list for list for street riding. OK, street riding, cruising. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Street uh, sport bikes, cruisers. Um, this is just non-track, non-track activities. Track is a whole different is, is, is a more comprehensive list of safety gear. But what we're discussing today is simply uh, the mandatory checklist for street riding. You dig? So last but not least, last but not least, riding boots. Over the ankle. Over the ankle. And it should have... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When we talked about jackets, I want to make sure jackets must have armor in them. Very important. I don't want you just putting on a members only jacket, popping the collar, thinking that you fly. All right. So I want you to make sure proper, proper armor in your jackets and all of your apparel as much as possible. If there's an option for armor, like in a jacket, armor should be at your elbows, your shoulders and in your back. Okay. If, if your jacket has uh, possible, you can some of in some of those jackets they have pockets and they come with standards and you can even upgrade the armor in them. So armor is very very important. Uh, upon impact, it definitely makes a difference, um, and it's going to help you get back on your feet and back up on the bike a whole lot faster than not. So again, don't just throw on your members only jacket. I, yeah, I know members only. I'm showing my age. I don't even know if they're even a company anymore, but. Um, don't just, you know, make sure your jacket use, use your common sense. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm relying on the humanity and, 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 hoping that we're working with common sense here. So put on, put on proper jacket. Okay. Armor riding boots over the ankle. They don't have to be, you know, GP quality Okay, they don't have to be Moto America Reading. They don't have to be World Superbike approved, but they should cover your ankles and provide some protection in strategic areas in the toe, uh, ankle, uh, you know, anywhere where there's a flex, anywhere where you can, where, you, where there's a natural flex or bend of your foot. There should be some type of protection and they are, you know, it, it's, it, I've seen, I see a lot of riders in just regular sneakers, uh, trainers, tennis shoes, you know, basketball shoes, whatever. 
I see a lot of riders with inappropriate footwear. And again, it only takes, it only takes one time, only takes one time. And sometimes that one time is the only time that it happens. If the bike starts to go down, in addition to putting your hands out to protect you, sometimes a rider will put their foot down to try to protect or keep the bike from falling and snap, boom, there's an ankle. Or if it's a violent crash and there's a tumble and a slide, you know, your, your ankle, it just, it's just a lot. Of, again, common sense, common sense. Anytime that you could have the potential for, for being ejected from anything moving, and it doesn't have to be 150 miles an hour. It could happen at 30 miles an hour. It could happen at 25 miles an hour. Anytime that you have the probability of being ejected, going through the air, landing, pow, sliding, woo, or coming in or colliding, crunch with <laughs> my little sound effects, crunch, um, come, or colliding with another object, vehicle, or whatever, okay? You want to make sure that you're giving your body, you're giving yourself the best opportunity to get back up and get back on the bike, okay? So this short list, this short list of mandatory apparel is Black Moses approved. Black Moses required and Black Moses approved. Helmet, jacket, Gloves, long pants, long pants, and riding boots. Riding boots. And I don't want to hear it's too hot. It's, I don't want to hear that. Okay? If, it, if, if you can't take the heat, stay the hell out the kitchen. You dig? Well, that's our show for this week. Listen, man, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L official and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is A Place for My Head Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on the A Place for My Head podcast, Brandon Thompson and I rehash everything that's been going on in the world lately. A lot to go over, a lot to discuss, especially when it comes to how it's affecting everybody's mental health. And then we talk to three-time Super Bowl champ and college football Hall of Famer Randy Cross about the story of University of Tennessee quarterback Brian Moore. Not familiar with this kid? After this episode, you will be, and you're going to admire the hell out of them. All that and more this week on the A Place for My Head podcast, now also found on Spotify. A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and Jerry P. Tuck can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>